Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 28th episode of the Trojan Venture Podcast. It's already in the month of February, which is crazy to me, and also means that I'm getting closer to graduating, which is a scary thought. But before we do that, today we have a really awesome guest, and we're going to be bringing back our USC roots for this one. So on today's episode, I have the pleasure to welcome Michael Broden. Michael, a former USC student, is the co-founder and CEO of Ultra a no-cost credit-building platform using individuals' monthly expenses, like subscriptions and rent payments, to help build one's credit. After receiving a $250,000 investment from Jay-Z's venture firm, Marcy Venture Partners, in 2020, Michael and his co-founder, Ayush Jain, dropped out of USC to work on Ultra full-time. Ultra has since raised an $18 million Series A in May of 2022 and counts SoftBank Opportunity Fund and City Ventures as investors. Outside of Ultra, Michael has served as a scout for Sequoia Capital, a Teal Fellow for the Teal Foundation, and a Vice Chairman of the Board of Directors for the USC Credit Union. Finally, Michael was named to the Obama Foundation's 2023 cohort of top U.S. leaders. Obviously, Michael is super, super accomplished for his age and really, really excited to hear all about Altro, especially coming from, you know, my previous experience working at a private credit fund. So let's, let's get on the show. Hey, Michael, thanks for coming on the show. Of course, it's a pleasure. Really, really excited for our conversation today. I've been wanting to learn more about Altro given it's spun out of USC and really also more about your personal background. So I want to start with your personal experience with credit and then kind of build off that to tell the story of Outro. So what kind of personal experiences did you have dealing with credit that motivated you to start Outro? Of course, and it's a great way to start the conversation too. I, for long story short, had a... uh, quite a history with credit. I, I struggled myself when it came to credit access uh, and understanding the ropes and fundamentals of credit, uh, which many people do. It's not a unique story. Um, but like many other young adults, I had trouble paying for my tuition going into university uh, to the point where I needed a credit tool to actually finance my way through college, and I cannot get that. Uh, so, you know, rather than trying to work within a system that didn't work for me. We tried to fix the system here at Ultra, which was the genesis. Uh, so we actually, you know, I spent a lot of my time rather than going to class, trying to be an entrepreneur, um, staying, you know, in the Troy Labs ecosystem. I know we talked about this earlier, um, uh, you know, SEP, and just trying to get involved in communities that can help me solve problems. And, and that's where everything really started. And Ultra's unique from the idea that you are helping people who don't really have a credit background build a credit history through everyday payments. What was the idea behind targeting these everyday payments as a way to build up credit history? Yeah, I wouldn't say it was our first idea. Um, and I wish it was because it's the right one. Um, but we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how can we connect credit to your everyday life? And it doesn't need to be something that's so abstract, right? And I think Robinhood has done a great job of doing this and building this notion that credit, or not credit, but stocks can be a part of your everyday life. It's something that we can talk about, engage with. 
And, and we wanted that same feel for credit. And the best way to do that is to apply the application to credit to our everyday lives. And nowadays, who doesn't have a subscription, right? Um, so the story was, can we connect people's subscriptions to their credit? Can that actually be a positive impact on people's reports? And it ended up being true. Uh, so it's exactly what we do. So now that you bring it up, obviously you got to the, the best and final version. What were some of the first iterations of Altro's concept? Oh, it's terrible. Um, we tried doing like crypto. Um, we tried doing like a, a music app that like paid you for listening to music and tied that back to credit. Um, we tried making a debit card that builds credit, which ironically, there are companies that do that now. Um, still a weird space, but so many permutations. It was 18 different pivots before Ultra became a reality. And obviously, you have to work with the major credit unions to get them to recognize these everyday payments. What was that process like in terms of getting and being able to form those partnerships with those major credit unions? Very long and tedious. You think about like other spaces such as SaaS or building like a social media app, right? There's very little regulation work, or at least there was when building on day one. Uh, for finance, it's completely different. You have to be an established company. You have to have regulations in place and legal and, you know, counsel and all these things. It's funny, like you have to have an office with a paper shredder and a lockable cabinet in order to do business with the bureaus. And although we are completely electronic, <laughs> we don't store paper files. We do have a paper shredder and a lockable cabinet in our office in downtown LA. Um, so there's just a lot of, um, I guess, hierarchy and like, it's very complicated. A lot of compliance that goes into working with the bureaus, but years later we've figured it out and we're, we're reporting to them on a, on a monthly basis. And just a curious side note question for these everyday payments, what have you, what have the default rates been on, on, on these, on these payments? Are they, are they incredibly low? So that's why it's so effective in terms of building up credit history. What's kind of the return profile? Yeah, that's the beauty of it is when we are underwriting, we're not looking at credit scores as a factor of repayment. We're actually looking at you know, people's subscriptions and how often they pay their subscriptions off. Um, so we have a lot of success in the fact that we're able to look at past subscription activity, your bank account activity, to be a determinant of whether or not you'll actually pay your subscriptions going forward. Um, and it actually works really well. We call it cash flow underwriting here at Ultra. And now I want to, to make a little transition over to your fundraising journey. I think there, people will be really excited about some of the people that have ended up backing Altro, but your first $250,000 came from Jay-Z's venture fund. So could you tell me about that experience, how that kind of changed your thinking about the trajectory of Altro and how that kind of influenced the rest of your fundraising journey? A complete accident. And when I say that to people, they always think it's funny, but I knew nothing about entrepreneurship or raising capital. Um, until we got our first investment from Marcy. Um, I met the daughter of one of the GPs at Marcy Ventures um, at a pitch competition. And she introduced me to her dad and Jay Brown um, and the fun you know, owners, which came to be Jay-Z as well. Um, and they just told me to pitch. And it's funny because at that time I was a sophomore, junior in college. I had no idea what I was doing. 
and we, you know, raised a quarter million <laughs> from them like the next day. And that really was the genesis of Ultra. Uh, and I always tell this side story as well. We had nowhere to put the money. So after we raised the capital, uh, we went, I went to that Bank of America that's in the village. You probably know exactly where it is. Um, it tried to open up a quarter million dollar account. <laughs> hey, I need, I need someone to move a quarter million dollars. They thought it was fraud. So they opened the account, took the money. It was like, we need to like investigate you for like fraud or money laundering, which is just super hilarious. So, um, just all to say it was a process um, and we were very lucky um, in our in our progression to building Ultra. And when you pitched to Jay-Z's fund, at that time, were you guys focused on these everyday subscription payments or were you all on previous iterations? Yeah, we were on previous iterations. We were actually working on rent reporting, which was our first viral product. We would report your on-campus rent and, you know, regular people's rent to the bureaus each month. And we did a lot of data there until we slowly um, moved into subscriptions. And Altra's blog seeks to educate people about all different aspects of financial literacy, from budgeting to credit building and credit reporting. Why do you think this content is so important for Altra to provide? Yeah, money is wealth, you know, and and I mean, not money is wealth, that's very apparent. Knowledge is wealth. <laughs> um, and I, when you think about what has caused certain communities to not advance at the rate that other communities have, it's the wealth knowledge, it's the wealth sharing. Um, it's like if you were born into a household that has good credit, the probability of you having credit, good credit goes up to like 90%. If you're born in a household that has bad credit, the probability of you having bad credit goes up to 90%, right? So it's very binary in the fact that having education and knowledge and also access um, is a generational issue that needs to be solved. That's why we make so much financial education. That makes total sense. And as all entrepreneurial professors, basically every professor in the business school at USC will say, all entrepreneurs have to pivot um, and iterate when there's hurdles along the way. So in the last year, what what's kind of one hurdle that Altro has faced and how have you guys kind of worked around it? Yeah, a really big one. And I'm very transparent on, you know, where we find troubles is we went viral back in 2022, 2023. And, you know, the beauty of it was that we found what we would call market fit. Um, we had, we were number three in the app store, had this crazy hockey stick growth, um, but we weren't available nationwide. Um, and this also pre-follows what happened to be like what I call the financial collapse of our time, of our generation with SVB and all these other uh, fintech companies going under. Uh, we were dragged down into that. So our lending provider went out of business. We had to stop operations. Um, it just got to this really rough point where we went from being super viral, wanting to help everyone to not being able to help a single person. Um, and that was challenging. And we've spent the last year focused on building Ultra into what it can be, right? Having that nationwide approach that we thought that we could have when we were just a couple of college dropouts in a hacker house. Um, and we've done that. So I, I would say that's the biggest pivot we've had to do is we've now partnered actually with a really large company. You'll see the news in about two weeks 
um, to bring Ultra Nationwide. And it's available now today too, which is super exciting. Yeah, no, that's that's super, really, really exciting. I'm, I'm glad to hear. And could you tell me a little bit also about your involvement with the USC Credit Union and maybe how that ties back to your work with Altra? Yeah, um, we, so I, I was very annoying back in college, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better word. And one of the annoying things I did was try to always solve issues. And I had the opportunity of meeting the CEO of the credit union. Um, and I started building case studies for him. He did not ask me to, but I just started building case studies on like how the credit union could be better. And um, it got to the point where he actually ended up offering me a position as a board member at the credit union, um, which was a huge honor and opportunity. And also I knew not a single thing about finance. So of course I said yes. Um, and in this opportunity, you know, I, I learned very quickly the ins and outs of finance, right? I learned what a HELOC was, how interest rates work, you know, how a business runs from a bank perspective, uh, which is super helpful for me building Ultra, so. And how have you continued to leverage USC's network as you've continued to build Ultra? Obviously, you dropped out to build this full time, but... Have you have there been specific moments in which you've tapped back into the USC network to help you with Ultra? Yeah, I mean, building Ultra all the way through was a, a USC story. Um, but I still try to stay as involved in the community as I can because that's really where I started, right? I, I try to help fellow founders, fellow entrepreneurs, um, and even ask for help myself when we're trying to grow and build ambassador programs. And you know, we, we did a demo day and a career day at, at USC. Uh, we stay involved as much as we can because it really does mean a lot to us. So you mentioned, talk, tell me about this ambassador program and how that, what's your plans for that kind of thing? Yeah, so we um, are working on bringing on students to help bring people to the app, essentially. Very similar to what um, Bumble did in their early days. We have all this merch and all these opportunities, discounts and incentives that we want to just pass on to students because students know how to talk to students best. And I actually lived off of ambassador programs to pay myself and feed myself in college. So I'm just kind of passing it forward on something that I did very much back in the heyday. And I also want to shout you out for one of the big honors that you had this year and being named as the Obama Foundation's one of their 2023 leaders. So tell me about a little bit about your involvement with the Obama Foundation how that kind of came together and what your experience has been like with that. I well, appreciate you. So um, that was a big honor. We, you know, I was announced as a member of the inaugural Obama Leaders Program. It was the first to happen in the U.S. Uh, where they brought together 100 leaders across different industries to work on solving problems together. Um, it was pretty much like a fellowship program and it was really, really engaging. Um, not only from just meeting other leaders, but just the leadership development I had um, going through that program was was amazing. So um, definitely would recommend it to fellow entrepreneurs that are, you know, looking looking for opportunity. It, it's, it changed me personally. So That's super great to hear. And I also, I mean, being as a college dropout, I, I know many parents would, would squirm at that idea. So I would love to kind of hear about how... Outro has helped with your family, personal situation, how you've seen it kind of have a really individual impact. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, dropping out, I was the first in my family to go to a big school like USC. So dropping out was kind of crazy. Um, and my family was like really amazed that it happened. I wouldn't say happy that it was happening, but now they are since everything worked out. Um, I would say it's definitely had an impact personally. Um, I think that I, there's things that I miss about being a college student that I didn't get to have. But I definitely think it did also create a staple, not just for myself, my family and people around me, that, you know, there's more ways to success than having to get a four-year degree, especially for people who don't have access to it, right? Um, so I did miss a couple of classes that, you know, I, I didn't finish calculus, but I think we figured it out. <laughs> I, I would say I would say you did. And so I kind of want to end this episode with a couple of rapid fire questions with the first being what you know if you think about five years from now what impact do you want Ultra to ultimately have yeah it's became very clear to us that the future for Ultra is a world where everyone has equal access right and i think linda you know tried to take on this challenge in their early heydays but the the real goal is that credit shouldn't be confusing um, and credit shouldn't be this black box that no one understands. It should be something that everyone knows and it should be very transparent. Um, and how to get to the next step in your credit journey should be very, very obvious. And currently it's not. So our, our effort here at Altro is to create that transparency so that someone can come to Altro, know what step they're on and how to get to the next one. Um, and I think that's a world that's going to happen regardless of Altro's involvement. It's just ultra things that we can, you know, be the ones to solve it. So, and you mentioned how LendUp tried to kind of solve this problem a little while back, but ultimately failed. What lessons did you kind of take from that failure in ter in terms of hoping to be a, a bigger success than they were in the space? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for LendUp was honestly trying to figure out uh, underwriting. I think that it's hard to give people opportunity without falling into the issues that our generation face, which is the lack of education and the lack of knowledge of how to manage loans. Um, they face a lot of fraud, you know, they face bad loans. Um, and it wasn't a fault of people trying to use a product fairly. It was a, a fault of lack of education, which is why, again, I emphasize the importance of education for our communities it not only helps our communities better manage their loans, it helps businesses stay in business uh, so they don't have to charge, you know, absorbent fees to stay in business. Um, so it's a little bit of a learning curve on both sides. And do you have, you know, a kind of a, a moment that you remember or an impact story of somebody who told you about the impact that Altro had on them personally? Oh, so many. I, I always run back to this one because it really sat with me. But early on in our days, there was a, a, a person named Sam who I met in an Uber drive and going back to campus back when I was in university. Um, and he was telling me about how he'd just gone through a divorce. You know, he doesn't get to see his daughter. And um, he needed to move out of his apartment, but he couldn't because no one, nowhere else would accept him for an apartment because he had bad credit. Um, so we actually helped him build his credit. It went up over, I believe, like 100, 200 points. And he was able to not only move out of that apartment, but move to Michigan, reunite with his daughter, and got a new job, all because he had a better credit score. And it's just amazing what access can do because he became a whole new person 
not by fault of his own, but because of the fault of a system that didn't allow him to be the person he could be. So really motivational story personally that keeps us going here at Ultra. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. So how do you think those inspirational stories have helped you evolve as an entrepreneur since you started Ultra? Yeah, it's made Ultra feel less like a... Uh, opportunity or a startup or if, a, if it doesn't work we just move on to more of a responsibility um in all honesty it, it feels like this is something more than just building it's it's creating for the next generation and that keeps us super inspired yeah no that i i totally understand that i want to end with one last question you talked about it earlier about plans things that are happening in actually the next two weeks, but for as much as you can reveal now, what things are you looking forward to in 2024 for Altro going forward? Yeah, I think this is our breakout year, right? Like we've spent so much time building, but now it's time for us to, to actually bring this product to the world. And I'm super excited about our partners and this PR release we're about to do with them on on how we're going to do that so just fun times super fun times well michael i really can't thank you enough i i know this is a company that a lot of people in the usc entrepreneurial community have been following for a little while now and really really can't thank you enough for taking the time to have this conversation with me of course and please keep doing this i mean it's, it's important to tell stories of community leaders and entrepreneurs. I always say that entrepreneurship is not being a business owner or not founding companies, but entrepreneurship is solving problems. And there's so many societal challenges that need to be solved today. So thank you for highlighting these people in our in our communities. Of course. Well, thank you again, and we'll uh, speak soon. Awesome. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm personally so impressed with Michael you know, what he's accomplished so far and what he's built at Ultra, I think is such an amazing idea and such a needed one, especially for people that don't have a credit history, which can really limit one's financial freedom. So I think Ultra's mission is super important. In terms of a final couple of takeaways, I loved his term cash flow underwriting. I've been hearing about the term underwriting and been thinking about it over the last couple of months because of my work. And I think that they're, the way they're thinking about underwriting is really unique in terms of these everyday payments, and I think it's really creating a diversified solution that's really smart. Then he was also talking about how entrepreneurship is always about solving problems. I think just in talking with him for 25 minutes, I could tell this guy is a go-getter. He's a problem solver. He's a guy that's going to be in the weeds, and I think that's really contributed to a lot of success. And then finally, Michael, when he emphasize the importance of financial education, specifically around credit. So important for people to be able to understand their credit history, how it gets built, how it evolves. I mean, I know that's something that I still need uh, more information on to get smarter at. So I think that part of their business is really super, super cool. And I think it'll only continue to grow. So that is all I have for today, but we'll be back next week with another great guest. So thank you guys.